Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 274. Hello. Hi. I'm Cody. I'm Cody. Mm -hmm. We're all Cody today. <laughs> Chloe's also in the room panting. Maybe you'll hear, probably not. Uh, but we're back. We're going to wrap up Haunting of Bly Manor. going to talk about some dumb movie and what we've been up to this week. It's a great movie. I don't know what you're talking about. How are you? Did you have a less stressful week as opposed to last week? Um, Everything's a blur, so sure. I don't remember. How about you? Did you do anything? You didn't play any games or anything? I didn't do anything. I know. And that's the way I like it. Uh, I'm good. Finally did beat Dark Souls. Woo. Dark Souls 3. It's probably my favorite out of the series, including Bloodborne, which I think oh, wow. to some people that's like blasphemy. It's just weird because I thought you really liked Bloodborne. Mm, no, not any more than the other games. No. Like, I still haven't finished Bloodborne, so. Really? Yeah. I thought I never... you finished it. No, I'm close, but I never finished it. Yeah, because I think you got me the Switch, and so I... Stopped playing it. Yes. That was a year ago. I know, but it's it's a thing where it's like, as soon as you stop playing it, the longer you take to get back into it, the harder it is to get back into it. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, I think people either put Bloodborne or Dark Souls 1 as their favorite. Hmm. Interesting. In Dark Souls 3, they say it's too easy and different. I don't know. I just thought it was fun, because it was... Definitely challenging, but not frustrating. Playing chess. Forgot to say that. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I lose again this time. Do you know chess rankings? Mm. I hear Vaguely. I hear people talk about them lately, and I don't know what they mean. Like, in general? Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what it means. You have a ranking. You have a number attached to you as a player mm -hmm. as you play through tournaments and things like that. Is it, like, on a scale from zero to something? Multiple thousands, yeah. Yeah, because... Most, I think, like, your average, not professional chess player, but, like, if you want to be serious about chess, you should look for, like, a 16 to 1800 rating. Like, then you're a really good chess player. Okay. Not, like, an expert, but, like, you can hold your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the Botez sisters. Are they in, like, the 2000s or yes. something? Yeah. And Steve was joking about playing chess, and he's like, yeah, I'm, like, an 800. And I think one of them misheard and thought he said 1800, and they're like, oh, that's really good. And he's like... No, mm -hmm. no, I don't think you heard me. <laughs> and yeah. then he corrected himself and they were like, oh, <laughs> that, no. Yeah, no, that's like on this account, it's saying I'm maybe rated at like 1400. I'm like Hikaru. He's one of the biggest chess streamers. He's around 3000, I want to say. Yeah. yeah, he's a grandmaster. So because yeah. I don't know what their rankings are, but they're definitely in the 2000s somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think the older one is Alexandra. Yeah. And she sounds like a normal person. The younger sister has the most annoying voice to me. She sounds like a valley girl. Like a valley girl with an accent, but she's like a chess genius. So I don't get it. Right. Doesn't Does not compute. The The sisters Botez are a mystery to me, but they're chess champions. So good mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. They you have can, more life skill than me. You can make a live in that way. Yeah, I'll never... I don't know. When I watched The Queen's Gambit, I was like, maybe I should get into, like, chess theory and, like, actually try and be good at chess. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I don't know what a Queen's Gambit is in chess, um, but... I, they don't explicitly say it in the show, which mm -hmm. is one of my frustrations. It's like, that's the fucking show name. Mm -hmm. And, like, they say, like, oh, they're doing a Queen's Gambit. I'm like, but what is it? And mm -hmm. I think it's just where you, like... You put your queen mm -hmm. in, like, an imposing position as a way of, like, threatening, but also you're risking your own queen. Oh. I think that's kind of the idea behind it. Oh, okay. 
because I was looking up the Botez sisters to see like anything about them and I guess the older one calls it a Botez gambit when she loses her queen because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like you, you're dumb yeah that's her joke yeah I think one of them or both of them <clears throat> Dressed as like the main character from Queen's Gambit. Yeah, um, she the younger one said they were sponsored yeah, by yeah. it for a stream. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. Chess. We talked about chess today. We got our quota done <clears throat> for the year. Um. So yeah, I finished Dark Souls. Good job. Dark Souls three. It's probably my favorite. I do want to go back because I didn't finish the game on stream just because I knew I had like thirty minutes left. I'm like, that's a boring stream. Kind of. But. I want to maybe go back and play like the other games on stream and try different builds and things because there's definitely a community for it. But yeah, I started playing Celeste, which is a platformer. Don't know how I feel about it yet. It's just hard. Like it's just too hard, which I don't love about platformers. Like Shovel Knight is another one where it's super beloved and everyone talks about it. And like I wanted to play it, but it's just hard. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Get good. Like, I fucking beat Hollow Knight. I beat that. I got one of the speedrunning achievements where you beat it in, like, under four hours. It's mm. like, I, I can do it, but it's just, like, I'm on, like, the third level of Celeste, and it feels as hard as one of, like, the bonus stages in Hollow Knight. So yeah. I'm just like, maybe it's just I was drinking and, like, that was inhibiting me, but still, I was like, this is not fun. Were you watching anything at the same time? No. Oh, I yeah. was like, maybe you could just focus on that. No, and I've every I've only played it twice or two different times, and I just focus on the game because mm-hmm. it's it is pretty focus. Like you need to focus on it because yeah. so much is happening. I'll see. I'll probably give it one more chance when I'm not drinking and see if I can actually get past it or not. Yeah. Another game similar to that, Tetris Effect. Oh I just God. bought that on a whim. Stresses me out. I know much. it does. I can't. Remember. I want to say it was Saturday where I played it a good chunk of time, but like yeah, I was just. In my head, like the back of my head, I was just like seeing random layouts of Tetris boards and like imagining what piece would go where. I get it. Like that's literally the Tetris effect. That's what the game is named after because it's like a phenomenon after Tetris came out where it's like you see the board after you play it too much. Yeah, I've done that with games. (sighs) Or it's like when you play Guitar Hero or Rock Band for too long and then you look away and it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, similar thing. Mm -hmm. I've had that happen. I want to play Guitar Hero. Mm Mm-hmm. But I get more enjoyment so far out of Tetris Effect than Celeste because the soundtrack in Tetris Effect is banging, even yeah. though you hear the songs like 10 times sometimes because every time you lose, the song starts <clears throat> over. But, oh, I'd go crazy. Mm-hmm. It's fun, though. They're good songs. I'm almost done with Ozark Season 2. Good job. I figured instead of recapping it every time, we can just talk about it together once I'm fully caught up. Yeah. I'm yep. sure it will be by next. Season three is the most fresh on my mind. Yes. And even then, I still don't remember everything. I'm checking now, but I'm pretty sure it did come out this year. Season three? Yeah. March. Because you weren't sure when I brought I, it up. No, I knew season three came out this year. I don't I don't know when season two, when I watched season two. Yep. But I'm pretty sure it was last year. Yeah. Because season two came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. So there's a two-year gap. Yeah. That's annoying. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. Yeah, I would have watched season three of Ozark like at the beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. That's right when it came out. I think that's been my week. Sounds about right. Playing more WoW. The expansion comes out. It'll be, it comes out Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Or Monday night, actually. 23rd. The week of Thanksgiving. What a thing to be thankful for. Thank the heavens. There's no family gatherings this Thanksgiving. Dude, I know it's politics and whatnot. It shouldn't be politics. But in El Paso, 
the courts there like overrode a governor's mandate for masks and for stay-at-home orders because it's you know unconstitutional it's how dare they infringe on you know small businesses rights and uh, when everyone needs to have their family gatherings i want to say it's ireland or some country like that where they're doing like a six-week lockdown right now Mm -hmm. so in december Mm -hmm. they can go and like be with their families thanksgiving is next week you can't lock them down I'm just saying, like, other countries have planned for Christmas, at least, and they're Mm -hmm. like, everyone stay the fuck home now. That's infringing on their rights and socialism. Same, Chloe. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's all going to be over soon, right? Shadowlands. That's the new, that's the WoW expansion. Oh, I don't give a fuck. It's coming out the week of Thanksgiving, and I'll have a long weekend. Hooray. Do you get that Friday off? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh Uh-huh. That'll be nice. It's our first Thanksgiving alone. I know. I have to make everything. We can talk about it next week when you're stressing, when it's right around the corner. (laughs) No, because you're going to make the asparagus. I just have to, I just have to, I've never made mashed potatoes before, so. I'm really breaking my back with the asparagus. It's one thing off my plate. Will I be able to do that while you're making the ham? I mean, yeah, because I'll probably take the ham. The asparagus only takes like 30 minutes, right? It doesn't take very long in the oven. So I was just going to, when the ham's done, take it out tent it in foil and then you can make the asparagus because the mashed potatoes are a stovetop thing mm. rolls are made <laughs> they're in the freezer unless and the gravy i can make on the stovetop mm. so yes you can have the oven thanksgiving uh what do you want to talk about first the movie you tell me get that over with <laughs> that great movie uh so what happened this week with movies Nothing. That's why we watched an old one that I chose for fun. You sure did. I think it's really fun to watch these movies with you. I I enjoy it. They're movies that have sentimental value to me. And I just where, shit all over it. Yes, and I know that they're not great movies, but it's still fun. It's still fun. Is yeah. this the worst one yet? Um, It's really hard to top my best friend's wedding. It's... It's, I would say it's not worse than, it's equal to. Okay. Like, they have different reasons why I hate them. Okay, okay. So what movie was it? The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, number one. Yes, the only one that matters. I was like, there was a sequel, so... Yeah, but it's terrible, and that's saying something. God. Uh, This came out in 2005. Mm -hmm. How much do you think the budget was? A lot. It's nothing... For today's standards, it's nothing too crazy. I'm sure at the time people were like, why? Yeah, because they actually filmed in Greece. Yeah, and probably in Baja, Mexico. Probably. Baja, California? I don't know. On the end credits, where like it showed them like scrawling on the pants and stuff, mm-hmm. like it said Greece and blah, 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 and then it's like Baja, California, and then it's like Mexico underneath it. Oh, yeah. So. Probably then. Anyways, how much do you think the budget was? I have no idea. Not guessing. Well, that's not fun. Nope. 25 million. Oh, wow. What was the box office? I don't know. Are you going to guess? No. I don't like guessing games. Uh, worldwide, 42 million. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it would be higher. That's it's a profit. Crazy. It is a profit, but I thought it would be bigger. To me, what's crazy <clears throat> is how long it's spent in theaters. 214 days. Really? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, that to me is the most crazy statistic. It was a popular series, so I... I get it, but I also am surprised it didn't make more than it did for being 
over half a year. Mm-hmm. That says something about it. It's great. Has Rory Gilmore in it. Mm-hmm. Blake Lively. Gossip Girl. Um, it has Ugly Betty. And it has David Cross's wife, who's probably in other things. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Yeah, the math makes sense. Like, it was only... It was from the beginning of June... Yeah, June 1st until the middle of September. Like, that's it. So it was a summer blockbuster. Yeah. The last day it was in theaters, it made $1,500. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Man, what to say about this movie other than it was not good. Were there any aspects of it that you enjoyed? The nipple drawing. <laughs> <laughs> not for... <laughs> no, no, no. We'll come back to that. Oh, we will. Yes. Did you actually genuinely enjoy anything? No. No, none of the characters, none of the storylines, nothing. I like the kid actress, but that's only because I recognize her from Dickie Roberts, the David Spade movie. She was a good child actress. Yeah, exactly. She and was so a good. She, had, she played her character well. She had a good storyline. Mm -hmm. For a character that we were introduced by her peeing her pants and collapsing. She had a seizure. I know, but I'm just saying, like, such an odd... Mm -hmm way like why'd she have to pee her pants that's that's my only question i think it's something that happens when not you have, always though sometimes i don't know yeah but it's just like she did could... you see it coming that she had cancer i assumed she... <laughs> i assumed something fucked up was gonna happen to this kid and she would die because how else do you have emotions in a teenage movie bridget's mom killed herself and then bridget lost her virginity and, and was it didn't still fix, sad it didn't fix everything so yeah. what's the point yeah that was her story like, I get why Bridget was upset, mm -hmm. but it's still, like, if you take it at face value, she had, like, the most mediocre sex of her life, and it almost broke her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to, like, recap the plot, because... <sighs> but so much happens. Not really. I would say, objectively, Carmen probably has the most, like, compelling story. Really? I, I know that Tibby has a, you know, dead kid that she has to worry about. Yeah. But, like... That, to me, definitely seems more like a young teen trope, mm -hmm. whereas, like, Carmen's issues with her family, like, that's a very real thing. Like, yeah. I didn't experience that, but I could easily see that being an yeah. issue yeah. for other people. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's definitely sad, <laughs> you know, cause dad leaves and she's very hopeful and excited to, like, reconnect with him and he's kind of a shitty dad. You know, like he has every right to get married again and grow up and change and be a better dad. But you have to be good to your first child, too. Or you can just ignore her. Apparently. Like she's gone. She ran away. Let's just mm -hmm. have dinner, guys. Mm -hmm. Everything is fine. Let's not go look for our seven, 16-year-old daughter. What? I really hate rory gilmore's storyline in this movie lena it's so boring and i think i read the book yeah you said you did i don't remember it but i read on the wikipedia page they don't have like a separate page for just the first book it's just for the series right. and the only thing it really says about the plot is that everything else is right but they changed lena's storyline and i don't remember how they changed it <laughs> Guess you gotta reread it. I don't want to at all. I'm sure it's like a quick 200, 300 page book. Probably. I have no through. interest in reading that. Why not? I'm gonna find someone to summarize it for me. Because I want to remember what changed because it's so 
Like, it's the worst storyline. It's so boring. It's so stupid. I don't give a fuck. <sighs> the sisterhood of the traveling pants often shorted to stop to... <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, that's such a stupid... Uh, I'm just trying to see what the length of the first book is. It's probably on Wikipedia. I am. 320. Yeah. I hate the names. What names? Of the books. They're all so stupid. Isn't it just Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Sure isn't. Oh. First one, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Uh, The second summer of Sisterhood... Yeah. Girls in Pants, colon, the third summer of the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Forever in Blue, colon, the fourth summer of the sisterhood. Yeah. And Sisterhood Everlasting. Jeez. Oh, I think they're making a movie about the last one. I think so. So they, they're just skipping? I think so. I think I think I read that yesterday and I forgot to tell you because it was during the movie that I read it. Uh, yep. They are? Oh, fuck. We have to see it. It's a sequel to the Sister of the, of the Traveling Pants 2. Mm-hmm. We're gonna watch it. Why? I because no. Just why are they doing it? I don't know. Cause the other actresses need jobs. They don't have work right now. And Hollywood loves capitalizing on nostalgia. No one's nostalgic for this. A lot of people are. They're stupid. That's not the issue. Yeah, Bridget's story was just annoying the entire way through. I did not care about her one bit. She's just selfish, and I get it. Yeah, like, she's going through a lot, but it's just... I feel like they could have done better at portraying that and mm-hmm. make me care about her, but they didn't, so mm-hmm. why would I? Yeah. That's kind of... Those are my feelings on Bridget as a character. I think Bridget as a character, in theory, is real. Like, there are girls like that yeah, yeah, that yeah. have their own struggles, and we shouldn't just chalk them up to being, you know, shallow, slutty girls, but I think they could have elaborated more on her sadness to make it yes. show like she is troubled and it you can't just write her off as the slutty show off i think it's just a flaw in just the movie as a whole <laughs> yeah where you have four main characters and you're trying to give equal screen time to all of them but you can't fully develop them mm-hmm. with equal screen time yeah where it's like if just one of them was a main character i think we'd have a much more compelling story yeah with like interesting side stories but Mm -hmm. since it's all equal it's like "Eh, they're all kind of bleh yeah i think each character at in theory portrays a very accurate type of teenage girl Mm -hmm. but who do you identify as i don't know i identify as car car a car I don't know. I don't think I'm like any of them. What are you talking about? They have the four girls. They have the nerdy, quiet type, the outgoing, sporty type, the goth, and then the Latino. <laughs> Those are the four types of teenage girls. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. That's it. Yep. That's what they're saying. Anyway, I had fun watching this movie with you. Now to the main topic. The, the nipple. nipple. <laughs> Because we're getting to the real meat of the plot of this movie. Clearly, fuck. Every other shot with Lena, she's doing some shitty drawing. Really bad. She's not great. Like, it literally looks like she just has a picture underneath and she's just tracing it. Yeah. And then, like, doing some dumb fucking tentacle doodle on the side of the... She did that multiple times. Because oh. fish, sea, whatever. I mm-hmm. don't know. And then... 
she her, started drawing her hunky European Costas, boyfriend. Who's probably like at least three years older. It's probably illegal for them to be doing what they were doing. Yeah. Because he's been in college. Mm-hmm. And their family hates each other because... It's Romeo and Juliet in Greece. With more nipple. Anyways, she gets found out and the grandma goes through the sketchbook and there are just these creepy fucking... Drawings of him. Bad drawings of him shirtless. And she like really emphasizes the nipples. And on the first one it wasn't so bad. And Mm -hmm. then like she flips again and then it's just like... His chest is like one third nipple. We need to find like a picture of it to link so that people know we're not crazy. No, I don't see any. We could just go on HBO and screenshot it ourselves. Probably. We just, they need to know. Yeah, I think that's, I'm, my search is Costas drawing sister to the traveling pants. And in the second row, Mm -hmm. there's the shot where they're in the store and Bridget has her pants off. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. It's because, did you know Blake Lively is pretty? They want you to know that. Oh, I got so many spoilers. Holy shit. <laughs> For what? The the Sisterhood Cinematic Universe. Do you want to? Sure. Because it's uh, people also ask, who does Lena end up with in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Ten years into the future, and Lena is an art teacher at the Rhode Island School of Design. I'm assuming that's the everlasting sisterhood sure i don't know that's where this lore is coming from that's not just some yeah it is okay uh island school of design casually dating a sandwich maker named drew (laughs) and still obsessing over costas of course it's been like 15 years probably yeah when tibby dies (laughs) (laughs) holy shit what (laughs) what that's the next sentence When Tibby dies, Lena goes back to Greece and runs into Costas, of course. They start writing to each other again. At the end, Lena and Costas get back together. She dies? That's probably what the entire last book is about. Holy shit. Why would they kill her? What the fuck? Does Tibby die in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? One of the main characters dies. Instead, she's pregnant with Bailey and battling Huntington's disease. She calls on Bridget, Lena, and Carmen for one last trip to Greece. Did they all go to Greece before? But they don't know she's sick. While swimming on the shores of Greece, Tibby dies. So not only does she die, but she's pregnant, too. Yeah, I see that. Are you sure you want to watch the threequel? No. (laughs) Why the fuck would they kill her? That's fucked up. Tragedy. It sells books. Well, I feel like this discussion took a turn. We were just trying to see some great nips, and we got this instead. Did I ruin your night? Kind of. She's your favorite character. And Carmen gets boned, too. She's the only one that doesn't end up with someone. She doesn't need anybody. She's an actress in New York. God, what the fuck is this? Fuck this. They kill her. It's bullshit. Anyway, great movie. Um, good time we'll find the nipple drawing i think if this movie was an hour 30 which i don't know how they would you didn't like all the really cool shots of mail the movie was too long it was two hours long yeah and i think if they understood that they're making a bad movie no one ever thinks that 
Mm. Have you seen the room? <laughs> that was a cinematic masterpiece. This movie would have been more enjoyable if it was an hour and 30, I would say. Okay. Because of the length of it and just the bleh, I couldn't enjoy it. That's my biggest issue. You with had it. some fun. I was just shitting on it. That's fun. I told you this right after the movie. I don't want to make my own fun while I'm watching a movie. That's why we're going to watch Rat Race next. Do you want me to throw something again? <laughs> it's not about rats. Until I see it, you can't tell me otherwise. Not, I don't think there's a single rat in this movie. Unless you count well, Seth the Green. Point? What's the point? Anyway... Out of 10 nipples, what would you rate this movie? 10 out of 10 nipples. <laughs> 2 out of 10. Uh, yeah, I'm done with this. We're done with Haunting a Bly Manor. Finally. Everybody, so spoilers for that show. If you haven't been caught up. Uh, nine episodes. It's done. What'd you think? Eh. Uh, I will say I am pretty disappointed with the last two episodes. Same. If you go on the subreddit, which I did. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved it. People were creaming themselves over the eighth episode. I thought it was pretty boring. Yeah, like, I can't remember exactly, but, like, the top comments had, like, several hundred, if not, like, a thousand upvotes or whatever. And it wasn't until you got into, like, the double digits where people were like, hey, this wasn't that good of an episode. Mm-hmm. I can see it if, like, no, I don't know. It. So the issue with the eight episode to me, because the seventh episode, I, can, I barely remember, which is... It was the one where they were in the attic the whole time, and... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. like, bouncing between Peter and Rebecca's, like, memories and okay. the present, and they were explaining Whatever. to the kids what was going to happen. They were going to take over the kids and okay. live happily ever after, um, and then... I don't care about that. Then the eighth episode, you get the backstory mm. on the lady in the lake. Yes. Which... People in the Reddit thread were talking about it, and I definitely agree. It was just so jarring to have such a heavy exposition dump by the narrator, who, why does she know all of this, Mm -hmm. as the penultimate episode. Mm -hmm. Whereas it would have been nice if we had some hint, some information about her at all Mm -hmm. before this. Mm -hmm. Like, if it wasn't for the narrator, like, if that episode didn't happen, would we care? Does it really change the story at all? No. And it just it just felt weird, like, as opposed... Because <clears throat> literally all we know is, like, the tombstone in the church area where, like, mm-hmm. it says uh, Viola, Viola Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And it's until we're told, like, Viola Lloyd lived here, mm-hmm. we never would have known that that was significant. Yeah. I think they were doing what they should do and explain why there are ghosts in this house and why this lady walks into the house from the lake every night or whenever she does but it got to a point where there was so much else going on that we really didn't need all that backstory even though it was you know a well-made of an like a well-made episode it just felt so like i wouldn't even say that i thought it was i thought the acting was good the directing was good you know the i guess the design of it all it, it's not like best episode ever overall to me that episode just felt lazy honestly hmm. i just it was why was it an hour yeah. why was the narrator saying the same two lines over and over again like i get the she woke she oh, walked yeah. 
Yeah. She slept like because it's a ghost story. But she said it like a hundred times, yep. and I was I was literally like getting frustrated <clears throat> when there was that second montage of her doing that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, please God, mm-hmm. let this episode be over. Yeah. It. I. I just don't know. Like I feel like that should have been the first part of the <clears throat> final episode, and then we could have the wrap. Yeah. Whereas it just like leading into the final episode. It just left them with, like, nothing. Yeah. And they had to just... The main it. conflict pretty much ended within 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. And it, it's just... <sighs> mm-hmm. The eighth episode just didn't feel entertaining to me. Yeah. It felt... It's... People, again, in the Reddit thread are saying, like, it's the most egregious version, like, rule-breaking of the show don't tell. And it's like that entire episode, the narrator was spoon feeding us every bit of information to try and explain who these people are and why we should care about them. Yeah. When to me, in the end, I still don't, even though she possessed Danny and that's why Danny was killed herself and all the bad things happened. It just, I don't know. It just felt weird. Mm -hmm. And it just by, it fell into the trap where by explaining some, it just opened up more plot holes in my mind. Yeah. Like why, why can Viola grab people? As a ghost. Why is she allowed to do that? Without explaining it, making it. She was the first. That's why. She was the most powerful. Yeah. I think that's really what they're trying to say. Why could the husband and sister visit her all the time, but her daughter was forbid from ever seeing her mother? I mean, children's immune systems aren't very good. I I don't know. Do they know that back then? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm willing to bet they did know that. They don't know anything back then. They were bloodletting her to try and fix it. I don't think they know anything about children. It has children's. to work. Yeah. It has to. That's yeah. the only way to stop consumption. And people will mention, like, why was she... Why was her spirit trapped in the chest? And, like, some people are trying to defend it. Like, that was kind of, like, a common thing where it's, like, if you're so obsessed about possessions when you're alive like your spirit could be tied to it yeah isn't but that it, why like egyptians would be buried with their belongings sometimes? that's so that they could have their stuff in the afterlife oh yes yeah different thing oh okay yeah no to me that was such an odd choice to make yeah but i blue. i didn't think that was the most weird part of it wasn't episode. but it was just like it all added up it's one of those things where it's like once i start noticing no. the bad things, i got why she was trapped in the chest like it was very clear to me those were her most prized possessions in the world like of of course she's gonna inhabit it like if you died i expected your soul to inhabit your computer mm-hmm. i'm sorry like that i just would hug it and like this is you this is him not all my records you want to just like sleep in all the records not be uncomfortable i really did not like the finale mm-hmm. um I thought it was cute, a really cute story. I said it to you while we were watching. You never get to see uh, a LGBT love story being like the focus point of a show. And it was very sweet. It was a cute story, but it was really fucking boring for looking back at the first season as this horror show. Like I know like the whole thing at the end with the bride is it wasn't a ghost story. It's a love story. Well, it's like you fucking lied to us as a show like mm. yeah the trailer does not make it seem like a love story no like 
if I wanted to watch a love story, I'd go watch my Sister best friend's of the wedding. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I want I wanted stories. something spooky. You know? And like I appreciate the performance of the two lead girls. Like they it was such like I cried. Like it was really moving, but it's not what I wanted from the show. Like I wanted spooky. And like I felt no sense of dread in the finale, even though they tried to make it seem like, you know, her clock's ticking and Viola's so scary and it's just I just was bored by that that aspect of it. Yeah. Like if I watched like a you know, 90 minute loves romantic comedy about Danny and Jamie. I probably would have loved that. They have really good chemistry. They're cute. You know, that would have been fun, but that's not what I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch a ghost story. So it's not a knock on the writing of it. It's just not what they promised me. So that's why I really didn't like the finale. Yeah. And the whole acting by the bride and everything at the end, it was really bad to me. I did not like the, outro with the wedding maybe i'm just it, an asshole it was because like you called it that it was them i didn't know who the bride would be i didn't know that was going to be flora mm. or whatever her real name is middle name flora yeah yeah I, but i thought the storyteller was jamie and that owen was there i just didn't know where they were right but i guess it does make sense that they would both be at one of the kids weddings right so I just didn't care. <laughs> no, I didn't either. And it's, um, you mentioned it's cool seeing the main characters be uh, LGBTQ plus. Mm-hmm. And like, it's rare. But it also fell into the most like common trope when you have that be the case. Where one of them dies or both of them dies. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's called Barrier Gaze. That's the trope name. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. That's that's this. It did it. Yeah. So it's just... It's like they were close. Mm-hmm. Like they did a really cool thing by making it like front and center, like the main love story. It's never the main love story. It's usually like they're the side gay couple that you see and they're there and like they're funny. And they have one kiss as the camera pans by at the end of the movie. Yeah. That's usually how gay couples are treated in movies and shows. But it was yeah. it was it was refreshing to an extent that they were the focus, the right. main love story. Don't kill them, please. <laughs> Fuck. I would say the standouts for the whole show were Owen and Hannah as actor and actress. Yeah, I would say so. I um, yeah, I I definitely liked Owen's performance or Rebel's performance mm-hmm. as Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah Gross was also a very interesting <sighs> character, and Episode Five was the standout episode Absolutely. by far. Yeah, I don't know what it is about. <clears throat> Well, I did read something that um, the Danny's actress, what's her name? Victoria Pedretti or something? Something. She had like a little like brief interview where she talked about the show and how, as opposed to The Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. Mike Flanagan didn't direct every episode yeah. this season. And she said that like it kind of gave the show a different feel to it because as soon as you started getting into the flow and like understanding how one director works, you're... Moving on to the next one, you feel like you're starting from scratch. Yeah. And I I definitely think that contributed to the show being kind of like... It felt disjointed. It just... You mentioned it, I think, last week. It's just the pacing was weird. Mm -hmm. The pacing was odd. Like, even uh, Henry's character was almost worthless. Because he almost died at the end. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. But he didn't because... Is that directing or writing, though? I think it's both. Mm Because I want to say, like, directors do have some say when it comes to writing and, like, how they want to portray scenes Mm -hmm. and things like that. Because 
directors have like the be all say all on set, don't they? That's not a phrase. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I would say that the pacing issues for me were the writing and the structure of point A to point B felt very right. Like, did the Pretty Little Liars writer get involved? Like, that's the pacing issue for me. Yeah. Like, not in like the you know, let's throw this random plot twist that we'll never address again and will completely undo six seasons later. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like nothing happens and then something happens and then nothing happens and I don't get it. Yeah, no, Mike Flanagan is credited for nine episodes, but mm-hmm. who knows how much of that he actually Probably wrote. just because it's his... Yeah, he's the creator. Yeah, it's not his intellectual property, but like yeah. the concept's his. I'm trying to see how many writers from the first show... Because there was like 10 writers on that. I'm sure there were a lot of people involved, but I think this was something that was kind of his like passion project, the first one at least. And that's why it felt so good. Yeah, there were less writers Mm -hmm. in the first one. I think when something is like your dream project and you just put all of your heart and soul into it and it's like a slam dunk and then everyone expects you to just come back and do the same thing again and better it's it's always gonna feel like a letdown if like the one thing you've been working towards you already achieved and then they expect more from you i don't know if that's the case but to me the first season just felt like he put everything into it yeah and we talked about that and i i do attribute that somewhat to the source material yeah just having more of it to work with yeah there just isn't much and like i read the plot of the original and like it wasn't that crazy of a story like Uh, which one the turn of the screw oh yeah yeah like the big twist is Miles was possessed, and mm-hmm. then when Peter leaves his body, Miles is dead. Yeah. And then the story's over. Yeah. So it's like, they really fucking, they wrote their hearts out mm-hmm. to make more of a show, but it's just, I don't know, pick a better story. Yeah. yeah. No one forced you to pick this fucking novella that came out 200 years ago. Yeah. I think if Mike Flanagan doesn't try to find, like, stories horror stories that take place at like some haunted house i think he would do well in the horror genre that's his thing though he has to it has to be at a house there's not a lot to grab from i would love to see like a modern take on like frankenstein from him like just so like different i would just want him to do a new thing like i think it's i feel like we're kind of like talking for no reason because he is making like a new thing with midnight Mm -hmm. mass oh yeah, like, I don't think it's based on anything, so it's like, I, I can say, like, mm-hmm. I want this stuff, but if he's already doing it, then I'll just wait and see what it's like, yeah, and then yeah. we can see what he's... Yeah, depending on how that is, but I think, based on the first season, like, he does the genre very well, like, yeah. the dread, the creepiness, but also, like, the emotion, too, yeah. so uh, he's very good, yeah. I just don't think this was it, Chief. This was... Horror took a backseat. Yeah, it's a love story. It's some comment I saw, it's like... Uh, the first season was, the first series was a ghost story that also had family in it. Yeah. And this was a love story that also had ghosts in it. Yeah. This wasn't for me. Yeah. Because I think he already had issues ending the first season. With the last episode, I think, was just pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. And then this one, like, it was also pretty <laughs> mediocre when it already wasn't as good. So it just, I would say this show was just, like, kind of a letdown. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I still have hope. I'm not writing him off yet, No, but definitely not a good return No, for him. No. But 
the actors all across the board, I think, did good. The child actors, I think Flora was better than Miles. Yeah. Arguably, Miles had a harder job. He did. But yeah, I would say Flora is more believable and creepy. But she didn't do anything creepy. She was a sweet kid. She shushed a, go- shushed a ghost one time. That wasn't creepy. She was just Kinda. like, hey, stop talking, you faceless ghost. Yeah, but we don't know who that was or is at the time. So it was just like, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah. All right, that's the show. You ready to rate it? Uh, sure. I'm losing chess. Rip. Out of ten nipples. This one didn't have any nipples. That's a new rating from now on. No. <laughs> out of ten plants. Sure. Out ten of ten moonflowers. Moon Cute. Six out of ten. Uh, yeah, I'm... Above s- average because it wasn't he- terrible. It was just meh. I'm stuck between a five and a six. Yeah. I'm somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel bad about giving it a five, but like we've said, there are some redeeming qualities about it. So, yeah. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Not amazing. Won't watch it again. No. I'd watch the first season again. I might do that soon. Could you handle it? Yeah, yeah. Should have done it during October. Yeah. Should have. Yeah, but that was when Among Us was the thing. Is it not anymore? I'm getting kind of bored. Yeah, it's just, I'm caught up, or you're caught up to me. It was fun. It is. It's fun. It's just, I can't, I don't like gaslighting. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll probably watch the more, like, chill groups that are just fun, and not the ones that gaslight each other and yell at each other. God, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll be back next week to talk about Among Us. Fuck talk that. about our favorite streams and what group is the most chill. Chilled chaos. Uh, his friends yeah we'll be back we're gonna talk about a new show an apple tv exclusive yes that came out like last year did it (laughs) i think so oh i thought it was new no damn it uh anyways we're still gonna talk about it yeah uh so that narrows it down for you uh we will maybe talk about a new movie maybe something else maybe uh talk about thanksgiving and how fat we're gonna get so we'll see you next week bye Uh, It did come out this year, but in February. That's good enough for me.